Fantasy Affair, Fantasy Football. Greetings, Fantasy Affairians, and a gracious welcome to you all. Thank you for hopping into the Fantasy Affair Football Podcast. My name is Brian Manganero. I will be your host. A uh, very special show today. Uh, we have our Talk Dirty to Me segment where our guys, your favorite co-hosts, are choosing their favorite guys to tantalize us, talk dirty to us, going into this season, showing us who we need to be paying attention to and going out and making trades for. Uh, Here at Fantasy Affairs, we are dedicated to our fantasy football in both spectrums, that is redraft and dynasty. So a little special format today, we're going to be taking players from both redraft to discuss and dynasty to discuss. So be ready for that. Um, check us out fffair.com. That's where we'll have all of our articles, all of our rankings. So you can kind of follow along and see where we've got our individual analyst rankings and also our consensus rankings as a staff. Uh, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to our first co-host, the one and only infamous madman, Sean Pomroy. Sean, how are you, brother? It's going well tonight, sweetheart. How are you, sweethearts? I'm living. I'm living. Uh, it feels good. We're going to talk sexy. Text talk sexy talk tonight. The guys that we just can't uh, can't take our eyes off of. I want to like turn them into females so it feels normal, but I think I'm just going to be real gay about it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> These are young studs, man. These guys are studs. So absolutely, you're going to sell us and going to feed us to all this, uh, you know, juicy, juicy stuff we need to hear. So good to hear you. Good to have you in. Um, next, we have Young Burke, DJ Berkey Burke, and Captain Burkealicious. Uh, my man, how are you, dude? I like it, man. I like it. It's going to be a great show. Can't wait to get into this. The guys that I just cannot get off, but I'm getting everywhere. But I like the nicknames, but there's one that just keeps sticking out. It's like Captain Burkealicious. The other one's Captain Rotate. DJ, DJ, what was the first one? DJ Burks. Chuck. Mm. Chuck is my favorite. Chuck. I want to call you Chuck. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, my name is Jeff Laundry. Uh, Jeff Laundry coming in with some hits. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here, though. Glad to be here. Going to be a great show. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, finally, of course, um, we have our captain, our creator, the insatiable, the man, Maddie Daddy, Matt Riser, Sensei. Welcome. How are you? Ooh. Ooh. That's right. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. I got my crew, baby. We got what it takes to take what you got, like four peas in a pot, and the peas would be jumping if the water wasn't hot. I'm ready. Let's get it. Oh, yes, yes. Maddie, of course, as our creator, um, you know, we, of course, cheers to you. Thank you so much. We are here as the Fantasy Affair Football Podcast. Check us out, fffair.com, www.fffair.com. Um, constant articles, updates. Um, to have DFS dropping soon. Uh, check it out. Amazing stuff coming from all of us. So here uh, today, we're going to start off with our news segment for everything that's going on, fantasy camp related, just a week away. Uh, Chris Lemoyer. Breaking news. Hey, it's Chris Lemilia here with The Love Language. All year long, we're going to be bringing you news pieces and roster updates to keep your lineups optimal. Uh, you don't need help with your starters, no. You need help with your bench, your bye weeks, pesky injuries, and navigating the COVID-19 season. 
My goal is to give you names you haven't heard that could return massive enough spikes in value to save your week or your season. These are the underdogs that face uphill battles to relevancy, but every year one of them breaks out and we all fall in love. This is the love language. All 32 NFL teams made roster cuts yesterday to hit the 53-man roster limit. Some teams made a few early cuts higher up in the week, and this is no accident. Once a player's released, they go to the waivers, and if not claimed, they go to practice squads. It's here that the NFL has provided new options for teams in the 2020 season. Without getting into the specifics, some guys, rookies and vets alike, can be placed on a practice squad and remain untouched. As you're aware, the Jags released Leonard Fournette earlier in the week, which caused the dominoes to fall after being signed in Tampa Bay. The Bucks, in return, then released Dare Ogunbowale and seventh-round pick Raymond Calais from, um, I believe he was a raging Cajun. Um, they had hopes of signing him to the practice squad, and in fact, they did. However, eagle-eyed Todd McVay over there with the Rams noticed this and earlier this afternoon snatched him off of the unprotected practice squad roster, and he now joins the Rams' full 53-man roster. How that move is uh, to be determined and who else will be released on that team is something to monitor, but for now, he joins a backfield with uh, second-round draft pick Cam, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, Darrell Henderson, and the UDFA Xavier Jones from SMU. And this is where I think we get some interest. I like both of these guys, Xavier Jones and Raymond Calais, as scat back, third down backs, whatever you want to call them, pass catchers. Um, but importantly, it's worth watching who wins the number four spot. Uh, because the way this roster is right now, with Malcolm Brown being um, basically little more than a jag, we don't expect six-year breakouts around here. And um, you've got Darrell Henderson's underperforming rookie season with a light tissue injury. Uh, the winner of the fourth spot might actually be in line for the second spot. Uh, it's worth noting as the year goes on, if any of these guys start getting work at any point in the game, um, uh, a snap count above zero would be in indicative of a man on the rise. And another man on the rise might be Syracuse's Tristan Jackson, another member of the Rams' um, 53-man roster that uh, some were thinking would be a bubble cut. Um, uh, there was some interest between him and fellow UDFA Ernest Edwards out of Maine. Uh, the downside of Tristan Jackson uh, that he – um, while he does a little bit of, of everything well, he's a great ball tracker, it was thought that he didn't have many skills for special teams. Uh, so when he made the cut uh, Saturday and, and Ernest Edwards did not, uh, it's a big indication that the work he's put in in training camp uh, makes him very valuable to the special teams. If you know anything about the NFL, that makes him valuable to getting on the field. So while a lot of people are still going to be talking about Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, we haven't seen a lot out of Reynolds the last few years. It's thought that Van Jefferson might be pushing him for that number three spot. Uh, and the thing that I just want to keep in mind as the season progresses next year, we have a very tough tightening of the cap. It's not out of the realm of possibility that one or two of these guys um, that maybe doesn't even see the field all that much this year could be in line for a big rotation next year. So Tristan Jackson is a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. I've got a few flyers in some really deep leagues as a fifth option um, for a team. He should probably be your 20th option, but 
um, his path to relevancy is shorter than it looks. And it's a wide receiver that you might want to keep an eye on. Another one that we're going to switch gears here a little bit that you probably had drop off of your radar is the newly signed Miami Dolphins, Lynn Bowden Jr. Lynn Bowden Jr. was drafted in the third round as a running back. He was specifically designated as a running back by the Oakland, <laughs> forgive me, by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We all get a pass for one or two this season, so we'll, <laughs> we'll strike that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, signed in the third round by the Las Vegas Raiders uh, with intentions of being a running back. However, the team made some questionable moves along the way, uh, bringing in the likes of Theo Riddick, re-signing uh, Jalen Rashard. Uh, and then, of course, they signed um, several rookie uh, wide receivers that we're talking about, uh, the two of which, uh, Henry Ruggs III and Brian Edwards, uh, by all accounts, look to be actual set-and-forget starters for that team uh, coming into their very first season in the NFL. So a guy like Lynn Bowden probably wasn't going to get a lot of uh, work. He's probably a stash in most leagues. I doubt he's available on the waiver wires. But with his move to the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins gave up a fourth round pick for him. You may be thinking to yourself, oh, this seems like a guy who has lost value. And I say to you, not so fast. I think there's something to look at here. Uh, coming into the draft, the uh, Miami Dolphins were quoted saying that they loved their wide receiver room and they did not see any reason to make changes. Sure enough, heading through free agency and the draft itself, the only player they picked up that would even make a dent in the receiving rotation was Malcolm Perry, the Navy quarterback who they were hoping could be a developmental project. Uh, we saw the COVID-19 opt-out portion of the season where uh, the Dolphins saw Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson both decide to take a step back from the season this year. Now, by all accounts, Preston Williams appears to be uh, perfectly healthy. This isn't necessarily a concern on him, but in recent uh, weeks, we've seen um, there just really be a lack of a third option there at the wide receiver position. Uh, Isaiah Ford ideally in line for more snaps, not necessarily taking a step forward. Though the camp news is limited, all expectations should be that Mike Gesicki plays more out of the slot like he did last year and should be in line for many targets. But we all know they're not going to roll into the season with just Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Mike Gesicki. So I say, if you can, in the leagues where somebody might be wavering just a little bit, if you see somebody's drop in uh, enthusiasm towards Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, go grab him while he's cheap. Uh, he may be the wide receiver three there, but Devontae Parker has another nagging injury. He has an albatross of a contract for that team. And uh, Mike Gesicki and Preston Williams uh, will not be able to pull this uh, weight on their own. This is a guy that could easily stash and return wide receiver three value, even as a rookie. He is dynamic enough out of the backfield, and he even throws the football from time to time with the right coaching staff. And I believe the Dolphins have the right coaching staff. You could find yourself a little hybrid gadget guy that gets you just enough points each week to make worth flexing or, or even just generally rostering for those weird bye weeks as the season progresses. Yeah, and Lynn Bowden Jr. offers that absolute upside of pure athlete and just playmaker on the field. I think that's why John Gruden actually pointed out why he drafted him 
uh, just an absolute talent on all ends of the offensive side of the football. And you've got to think a team uh, like who's rebuilding in Miami, uh, they, they went out and picked up this guy for a reason and spent some draft capital on him at a value as he was drafted in the third originally by Las Vegas and then only paid a fourth for him. So they see something and they see a possible fit in this uh, rebuilding off, uh, offense that we have in Miami. That's right. And let's not forget, you know, this same Miami team uh, spent, was it a second or a third last year to acquire Josh Rosen, turned around and dumped um, a, a high draft pick into Tua Tagovailoa uh, this year. And um, they were trying to trade Josh Rosen. They were trying to find uh, anyone that would take a deal for him. And rather than continue to, to ride that out, they took the gift horse. And uh, looked it right in the mouth this weekend and said, you know what, we're going to cut this bomb and grab somebody that can actually help our team this year. This is no accident that this trade happened when it happened. It was moments after Rosen was cut. The deal was already in motion. Um, whatever you think of Rosen, uh, that is a light quarterback roster in a very precarious season. And that tells you two things. One, how much they think of the quarterbacks they have there. And two, what they think of the wide receivers they have there. I think if you're a Tua owner, you should feel very confident for the future. But I think if you're uh, one of the guys that have been stashing these other wide receivers, you might want to second, second guess that if you don't have Preston Williams or Devontae Parker um, on your roster. And mentioning Preston Williams uh, and Devontae Parker, funny enough, a lot of Dolphins will be covered on this show coming up here. Uh, you know, so, Chris, uh, what else do you have to add on for us, or is that your love language for the day? Yeah, this is going to be the love language for today. We've got some more news that's been happening this evening, um, and obviously we're going to jump right into the uh, first week of the season. Um, the rosters are going to continue to shake out a little more as the week progresses. Uh, I expect there will be a couple more um, guys being picked up. Uh, I'll throw a few out your way just to, if somebody stashes these guys on um dynasty rosters i would or i'm sorry on fantasy rosters i'd make sure um that they were stashed on a dynasty roster is uh, uh jason huntley uh recently waived by the detroit lions and um Devontae bellamy um out of uh, uh the denver broncos yeah those guys would let go uh so keep Keep a look on your rosters, pay attention to your dynasties, uh, and, and get moving on all these guys we're talking about. Chris, thank you so much for the love language with Chris Lemoyer. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. You're very welcome. Have a good one. Now to move on, we have the segment everyone is talking about. This is the Talk Dirty to Me time. Talk Dirty to Me. Talk Dirty to Me. Welcome back, guys. We have the Talk Dirty to Me segment. We are breaking down our analysts' favorite picks for redraft and dynasty football. We're going to start off with Matty Daddy, Matt Reiser. We've got you having Gardner Minshew, quarterback out of Jacksonville, uh, as your quarterback ranked 13 in redraft. Talk Dirty to Me. Oh, yeah. Gardner Minshew, the secret gardener. Uh -huh. I like what I got here. Gardner Minshew playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Barf. But 
that barf turns into garbage time. And Gardner with that mustache, baby, is screaming sex. I want him. I want all the Gardner shillers I can, especially in redraft where there's really no risk it unless you want the biscuit. Uh, shitty team, bad defense. It could go on and on. But this guy is set up to succeed, in my opinion. Little thing about, about Gardner is he's got Jay Gruden. Gruden has led Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins to three consecutive top six fantasy fish, uh, finishes. I think you can draft him as a QB2 with top eight upside. This guy's a stud, and that's what we're looking for in redraft. Guys that are going to win us the ship. Like I said, no risk, no reward. You got to risk it for the biscuit, the secret garden. Secret garden, Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, coming in with uh, 16.8 points per game last year in 2019. Uh, again, he only played 14 games. And that was due to a massive contract given to Nick Foles that we all know how that ended. So Gardner's given the keys to what looks to be a beaten down geo of a team. But, you know, again, garbage time can lead to massive, massive points. So Gardner 21 touchdowns last year, Brian. I mean, Say again? 21 passing touchdowns, 3,200 yards, almost 400 yards rushing in 14 games. That's going to go up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, DJ Chark, the 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 rise of of DJ Chark in all of us, in all of our rankings here at Fantasy Affair has has been due to he's a serious weapon, and Gardner Minshew seems to gravitate towards him. So um, it's there. You know what I call Gardner? What do you call yum? Eat some yum yums. Oh, he's breaking out the yum yums for Mr. Minshew and uh, Bert. Fill us in, Gardner Minshew, Bud Light. What's happening with this? Oh, yeah, so if you draft Gardner Minshew in the first round of your uh, fantasy football draft this year and then you just take a screenshot, send it to Bud Light, sign up for their Twitter. I think you got to sign up for an email. They will put you in a raffle to send you out a gift card that you can spend on one case of Bud Light. I don't recommend it. It's not my favorite beer. <laughs> uh, but I love Gardner for this. Right? Because he just embraces it. He's always embraced it everywhere he's been. Hey, yeah. Love the hype. Love it, Matt. I love it. Excellent. So, um, you know, we're going to move on from Maddie to the resident madman, uh, Sean. Preston Williams, wide receiver, Miami Dolphins. Uh, right now in the rankings, wide receiver 37. But you've, you've come up with a narrative and quite the story that yeah, it's tough to tough to leave at 37, and and we've all been really curious to what's going on with Preston Williams. Ah, oh, Preston, my sweet sweet Preston. There's uh, the, the 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 main thing is he's on the same subject as Minshew. He's like this broken down whore that we got to take back inside and uh, give give a chance. Undrafted sixth round, or uh, Minshew is a sixth rounder, and Preston with nobody. Nobody wanted to deal with Preston. Nobody wanted him. And, um, and he found his chance in the Miami Dolphins, undrafted, and was leading the team as an undrafted guy, leading the team in targets, returning punts. Um, that's actually it, – it, and the beauty of Preston, it, I, I get choked up. There's just so much to love about him. It's like I can't just say it in a few minutes. I need like a half an hour here to talk about Preston. Well, you're talking dirty already, so. Uh, like, 
first of all, let's just talk about the size of this man. He's six five. All right, six five and can move like he's not six five. That's just brilliant, right? That's not supposed to be able to work like that. The main reason he fell in the draft is because he's a bad boy. I got I got a thing for bad boys. Can't really stop it. And um <laughs> he 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 just does these things to me. And um the the where where hold on a second. Um I just get I when I when he gets into my head, I just I I get choked up. I can't find my words. Got you blushing right now. I can tell that. I, I don't know if I've ever had Sean be lacking of words. So impressive. This is this, this is something to take note of. All of our fantasy uh, uh, affair games, like the madman speechless, means something. So you're absolutely right. So let's get down to the to the business here about about my sweetheart. Um, he's got no competition again. And I might say no competition is just Devonte Parker and Mike Gusecki. And they're going to have to chuck it a lot because they're not a good team. The same narrative as, as Minshew. The QB play, I love. I love that he's going to have Fitz, who's going to just chuck it. He's like the he's like Winston's fucking sidekick brother-in-law um, who just plays the exact same way and will chuck it up. So I actually hope Fitz stays in as quarterback for the longest time. I like to. I love to. And that's the, the bonus of it. It's like they're going to Tua if they do end up pulling Fitz. So it's like. I've worried about that adjustment and who's two is going to have chemistry with, but it seemed like, and this is really the big thing for me. I was really paying attention to the dolphins. Um, right. Cause I ended up picking up in redraft. I ended up picking up Preston and Parker everywhere. I snatched them up in all my redrafts around mid. It was like, uh, after the first four games, I noticed I'm like, you know what? They're getting a lot of targets. Like they're not connecting. And you know why they're not connecting is because it was Fitz, And then it was Josh Rosen. And then it was Fitz. And it was just this QB fucking mess for the first, like, six weeks. That's why Parker didn't get going until later either. And so mid-year, Preston, I remember I didn't know which guy to play. This is why it's so ingrained in my memory, is I didn't know whether to play Preston or Parker. I'm like, fuck, which one do I play? Because they both were getting decent targets, and it was a bye week hell, and I'm like, I got to play one of these guys. I ended up playing Parker, and Preston went off the game he got injured. He had two touchdowns. And um, like 70, I don't know, remember how many yards, 60, 70 yards was just going off. And then he got injured on a punt return. In that game, um, he was just starting to show, again, to do all that as a rookie. And the other, the thing is, you get worried about the injury. Um, and it seems like that was the only thing that was holding me back that I didn't end up buying more shares in Dynasty, but that's another story. We're talking about redraft here. The thing about the redraft is where you're getting him is insane, where you're getting him. Right. is just like free he's, you don't even have to spend anything and he could be he could honestly be a high-end wide receiver too i think and that man, just just to fill in for talking about getting him for nothing uh right now his average adp is wide receiver 48 um you know overall 155 so he's outside the top 150 players so go it's ahead crazy. Crazy. You don't have to spend. I always end up reaching for him a little bit just so I make sure I get him because I don't. I think his ADP is absolutely ridiculous. The king. So, yeah. The king. You You're talking easy. sex, man. Oh, I'm talking sex. Sex. sex is good. I like sex. I love it. You talking dirty, me. man? Losing team. I think that I think I've expressed most of my love for this sweet man. Um. So, Matt, what do you? What is your projection around uh, 
touchdowns for this year if he plays a full 16 games and approximate yardage? He okay. It's what's it's his ceiling? Realistic that he he breaks a thousand yards, maybe 60, 70. I'd say the low is fifty catches. The high is like seventy, and uh, we could easily break eleven to twelve. Like oh, break the one K mark again. If a guy breaks the one K mark, where you're getting him at that is great. And I honestly think it's. I don't even want to get crazier than that. One K is good. Eight. He could. He's a huge. He's a monster. He's six five. He's a red zone threat. Ten touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibilities here. It's all about health for me with him, and that's why you're getting him at such a massive discount. He had the. He blew his shit out last year. He's he had to go get uh go get bandaged up. That's the reason. And the discount is massive because anytime you're talking about a wide receiver who can score, you double digit touchdowns is a guaranteed wide receiver too. And at the cost of nearly nothing, like Madman is is showing us, the juice is worth the squeeze. So as uh, as Maddie Daddy would say, maybe some yum yums there from Preston Williams. Oh, yum, yum. <laughs> um, okay, so Berkey, uh, redraft. Chris Godwin is your guy here. Uh, wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ranked uh, wide receiver five. Pretty much consensus for our entire fantasy affairs uh, staff. And you guys can check out those rankings at fffair.com uh, for all of our individual and consensus rankings. So, Berkey, talk dirty to me. Chris Godwin. Yeah, I may have missed the bill on this one because they are so deep. They went for those sleepers. So when you're doing a redraft, the way you win, first of all, you, can't, you don't want to miss in the first couple rounds. But those guys that you take late that jump up the rankings, that's how you win. So looking back, I probably should have dug a little deeper. But when I looked at the boards and the way they've been falling to me, I went with Chris Godwin, and it's a lot of chalk, but it wasn't hard. He finished uh, as wide receiver two last year. He only played 14 games. He had 120 targets in 14 games, 86 catches, 13-33, nine scores, right? Yeah. Average about 19.7 per game. And he just adds – he gets rid of, you know, old interception McGee, and he adds Tom Brady. Uh, the narrative will go a little bit. He's got a lot of weapons. Um, the defense is supposed to be better. Tom's not going to be throwing picks, so they're going to have a slower offense. But he loves the big slot, which is what Godwin is. And the biggest point is that he, Chris Godwin gave him his number. Tom owns him something. You, you know, you want to wear 12, he swapped it over to 14. Let me get 14 touchdowns out of Chris Godwin. Uh, but where he's going is at the end of the second. Uh, and I think he's got wide receiver one upside. And he's going, you know, when, you, when you're drafting there, the running backs are generally gone. So you're picking between Carson and Gurley. And so I end up going wide receiver a lot. And Chris Godwin is my guy. All right. Mention, mentioning that number 14 is pretty specific to his uh, output last year because, guys, he only played uh, 14 games. 14 games ended up uh, as the wide receiver, too. So um, that's just, a, you know, his output can be – he has wide receiver one potential written all yeah, over. He pretty much was a wide receiver one. He just didn't play all the games and Michael Thomas set records. All right. And, he only played 14, but he tore it up. He absolutely did, and that was, you know, at a at a a takeover of a previous wide receiver one in Mike Evans. So we love the the breakout, and you know his consensus ranking right now uh, overall is twenty one. So back end of the second back round, back end of the second, it's perfect. It's, it, you know, so a guy who can test Mike, who can 
test Michael Thomas, especially if those red zone numbers or those uh, touchdown numbers come up, getting them at the back end of the second is just, I mean, you could start CMC Godwin in some leagues and, and how do you feel about that, Bert? I feel great. You're going to figure it up with Zeke or I had Cook and Godwin. That happens a lot, right? Right. CMC, I don't think, I don't know. He could fall that far, but I think you're going to end up taking a tight end there for value. Uh, but yeah, Chris Scott, I don't even need extra touchdowns. Nine's good. I just need to play a full 16 game slate, uh, continue where, where he left off. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's a great pick. I'm not going to lie. I thought about going Kenny G cause it's dirty talk. And then you could just play a little Kenny G for me, oh, but he's jazz. just behind Godwin. And I'm like, how do you not take Chris Godwin? here? How do you right. not? So, right. Love it. The dirty talk is continuing here. We are going to move to dynasty rankings. So ladies and gentlemen, switch to your dynasty leagues, pull them up, uh, get those rankings ready and are not available to you yet. It will be coming. We are working diligently at fffair.com. We will have our dynasty rankings from all of our staff that's working super hard, um, pumping out articles and rankings and DFS articles. Check us out again, fffair.com. Dot com dynasty starting off uh let's go madman i want you to lead us off with your dynasty pick here at darren waller tight end for the las vegas raiders at ranked number three overall i am the walrus hear me bark is that what walruses do they bark yes they, they sound really dumb it's not really that intimidating uh, the walrus I, I, I pumped myself up it's pretty I, solid I, 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 it's pretty solid I had, to, I had to watch a little Darren sometimes I just find myself like before I go to sleep at night I just turn on Darren and just watch him run some routes and catch some balls um, he's really fast and really good and um, just the last year that he had he was a focal point of the offense the man, this is, we're talking dynasty now. His price is too low, ladies and gentlemen. It's just too low. And you know what separates him and Kittle? And this is, this, this is like, this is blasphemy to some, is one season. If Waller does it again, he's in that, he, he joins the club. Like he's officially anointed that club. And I don't see why that won't happen. And the main reason for that is most, he'll lose a little bit of targets because they got new weapons coming in. Mr. Brian Edwards looks like a nice phenom and rugs can, uh, it doesn't even matter if rugs is that good. He's just going to draw attention from that speed, open things up too. So Waller was killing it at the beginning of the season because nobody knew who this guy was. Nobody wanted to pay attention. It was Darren Waller. Who gives a shit? And then defenses by like week five or six are like, holy shit, dude, this is all they got. We need to put everybody on this guy. And he's just seeing completely different coverages by that point, And they got nobody else. People are worried about Hunter Renfro and other things like that was affecting him. No, it's because defenses were zeroing in on Waller. I don't think they're going to be able to do that this year. And I think that offense added some weaponry. Josh Jacobs is nice. I think Gruden's a, a, a fantastic uh, coach. And I think that offense won't be pissed. It's still going to be good. And Darren Waller is going to be a huge part of that goodness. Um, and you can buy him right now for too cheap. Some, a lot of people are – I just saw somebody give him away in a fucking league for Irv Smith. It's like, oh, here, I'd rather have Irv Smith. Like, give wow. me a fucking drink. Are you nuts? That's, that's a lie anyways, but cool. No, nice no, jab no. there, buddy. Yeah, I threw that one in there. You like that shit? <laughs> oh, wait, did you die? Yeah, that's not even what happened. 
Ryan Tannehill. Okay. You want to Matt Ryan? You want to talk about the whole trade, Burke? Huh? Just for our fantasy affarians here listening in, we are involved in in multiple leagues across on the Sleeper app that we are involved in entirely as a staff. We have our staff league. We have dynasty leagues together. That's exactly actually how this group and this staff has come to be at Fantasy Affairs. Uh, So you will hear throughout the course of this pod referencing into trades and teams and things that we're all part of. Definitely once the season kicks off, we will be talking our Fantasy Affairs staff team uh, but go ahead, Burke and Madman. Why don't you uh, hash out a little bet here for us? No, I don't want to talk about Berkey. I want to talk about Darren Waller. <laughs> I want to finish talking about Darren Waller. Um, just, again, he's a Cinderella story. People forget, too, Travis Kelsey broke out late, too. And he was, like, not a drunk and not suspended. So tight ends take time. And uh, even Kittle now is 26, 27. Waller's only a year or two old, not even, like, a year and a half older. Um and uh, tight ends take time. He's also a team leader now. I love the way what I'm hearing out of camp now about him, too. He's become – and you just see his body language, too. He seems so happy and, like, that he's in focus. And, again, I'm narrative street mister. And the, the numbers, uh, I'll leave that to you guys. So, Darren Waller, uh, for a fantasy finish last year, just for everyone, he finished as a tight end – Uh, Overall three, he had only three touchdowns with 1,146 yards. So second in receiving yards at the tight end position and 16th in the tight end position in touchdowns with only three. So natural regression to the mean is is totally expected here because we we bring that up all the time, especially when we talk about guys like Aaron Jones, who, uh, spoiler, may be coming up a little bit later here in the show. But, oh, Brian, my boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't, don't get too excited uh, to, you know, save that dirty talk for its own. But so three touchdowns, uh, you know, uh, Mad Men, are we expecting regression to the mean here? Uh, of course. Thank you for bringing that up, my dear friend. Um, there's so much to love about Waller, and that's to know that that's a huge one right there. I think I'm pretty sure I'd bet on more than three this year. So that's my thing. That's my math is people are like, oh, he'll lose some targets. I'm like, that's fine. The, far, the targets, he was actually pretty damn efficient on the ones he did get, too. And that's a great sign, man. When you do – you catch the ball repeatedly, like his catch percentage was phenomenal. There's so much to love about this guy. And the TD regression is a huge part of that. If he starts t- scoring TDs like an actual uh, tight end, then, um, yeah, get that up to even six or eight. And you're, you're talking – he starts challenging the big boys to be number one. Like, that's the thing. He is – in the range of outcomes, Kelsey, it's tough. And Kittle, man, it's so hard to beat those guys. That's why it's crazy. It's like I want to put him ahead just to, just to say, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he finishes a, a, like a hair or fraction underneath them. Right. And, you know, he presents those that big play upside as well. So, uh, you know, he hasn't had a season where his, his lowest uh, season of a maximum play of his biggest play is 46 yards. And then he's had plays of 57 yards and 59 yards. So he can break the big play. And once he's seen after, go ahead. I think he had a 75 yarder was long. Um, he's, that's the thing about him. He's all over the field. He gets short yeah, balls, long balls. And a TE premium, man, he's better than Mark Andrews, in my opinion, because he's going to catch more balls. And that's why I like him more over Andrews and a TE premium is because he um, 
he's going to catch probably 20 more balls than Andrews. And Andrews might score from the first time. Huh? Yeah, no, I'm just agreeing. I actually said that out loud. I meant to think that. A lot more. Good good stuff. Keep going. Yeah. And what um, I want to bring up, uh, Madman, for you is, is just exactly when, you know, you bring up Mark Andrews, the, the thing that we depend on at the tight end position is either one volume or two touchdowns. So it, right now what you're saying and the way you're, you're swooning us is that Darren Waller is going to be a combination of both. Yes, absolutely. That's why he's so sexy to me. He's got that uh-huh. true, uh, true, true, like, eliteness. He could be elite. I believe that. I honestly believe that he could be an elite player. Um, so get, get in now before it's too late, man, because that value is going to be – he's going to be at kettle prices next year if you don't, if you don't get him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to add wow. one thing. You mind, Sean? Go ahead. Oh, I'm done, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, All I right, cool. I'm... Well, you got to keep in mind this is Dynasty, right, and he's a one-hit wonder. But look at the team. He's got a Hall of Fame coach. Loves to use the tight end, take advantage of mismatches. He had speed on one side and size and strength. With a little speed and Brian Edwards on the other side, take advantage of mismatches. Then he brings in like seven pass catching backs. Okay, all he's trying to do is bring those uh, linebackers up with Jacobs and the pass catchers and push those safeties back with Tyreek and Edwards so that Waller can eat because this is John Gruden. So as you look throughout this year, the, uh, the weapons coming in, take targets. It doesn't scare me because they're rookies. It takes time, okay? Waller's going to eat. And next year, his efficiency is going to raise even more because they're going to have to respect them, pushing the safeties back and the linebackers up, opening Waller country. It's a fantastic pick, Sean. Mm, he's my boy. Check, check mm. your dynasty uh, lineups. Check your rosters. See what you can do to acquire our – Last dirty talk, Darren Waller from the Madman himself. Um, so moving on with Dynasty, we have Maddie Daddy coming in. This is going to sound a little controversial for some because of, you know, the crazy Matt LaFleur that's ahead. But to, to bring it on, Aaron Jones, running back, uh, Green Bay Packers. Maddie, you have him ranked as a Dynasty running back 10. Through A.J. Dillon, he doesn't scare you. He certainly doesn't scare me. But talk dirty to me. Aaron Jones. Aaron LaRue Jones. 26 years young. Quite the RB. RB2 last year. He's in a contract year. He's trying to make money. I know everybody's scared of old RBs, but in Dynasty, they have, I think, Fanny Fantasy Pro. Fanny. Fantasy Pros has him RB15. I have no problem giving up a first and maybe a second to get Aaron on my team. Uh, Just the production he had last year, I think it's going to happen this year as well. We could go on and on, but beat reporters out of camp saying Aaron Jones looks electric. He's got the burst, the speed. I just think no matter what, you're getting a top 15 RB as well as next year. I'm not not worried about his – play style affecting his contract. He's a Kamara light. I uh, think he'll re-sign in Green Bay. But, yeah, I mean, what can you – you can't hate on 285 touches, 5.5 yards of rush, 19 t- touchdowns. Yeah, he'll regress. But, to me, I just think he's criminally undervalued in Dynasty. And he's a, he's a hot buy, man. He's good. What do you think, guys? Am I wrong? Am I right? 
So we, we've got Aaron Jones here who ranked first in touchdowns for running backs. Yeah, he beat Christian McCaffrey in touchdowns with 19. Uh, he ranked 11th in yards with just over 1,000 with 1,084. Um, and he had a crazy juke percentage. Uh, you know, 30% of the time he's – he's beating that first tackle. So he's, uh, I mean, there's the movement of free Aaron Jones for a reason, because he is an absolute animal when he's on the field and finishing as the RB two uh, just behind Christian McCaffrey and now being drafted um, super late that in, you can find Aaron Jones in the second round for most of your uh, redraft picks, but for dynasty, like we're talking about, um, Aaron Jones is criminally undervalued as I believe right now at Dynasty Nerds, he's ranked as the RB 17. RB depth. Like that's hard to have. And for people that are chasing that high in those rookie picks, I mean, Aaron Jones already done it. His workload the first couple years was they eased him in, but I think this guy's electric, like free Aaron Jones, please. I just want to feel it. I know after this year, I'm going to hit my climax and I'm going to want a cigarette after how good of a job Aaron Jones does. This guy has it. it. I'm going to hold, take this to my grave, which if he doesn't hit, it might be sooner than later. But I think I'm on board. Hundro Pacente. So you have him ranked as your RB5, correct, in Dynasty? I think it's five or RB8, and that could even be too low. But, I mean, like I said, there's 10 to 15 RBs off the board that are going ahead of him. Right. I and uh, just to clarify, I apologize. He's uh, ranked on Dynasty Nerds. He is RB16 um, behind the likes of DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. Can I jump in real quick, Matt? Of course. Give it to me, genius. Yeah, so it's dynasty. So it's blasphemy to put them that high because these guys have contracts. So let's talk about the Packers draft, right? Trade up for Jordan Love. They trade up for A.J. Dillon. Looks like they're replacing or moving that way. Here's a different narrative. Aaron Rodgers is a passive-aggressive, you know, side piece, okay? They draft a quarterback to make him be quiet and act like he wants to be in Green Bay. Then Aaron Jones is entering, like, the most, I don't know, difficult time to sign a running back because there's going to be guys coming out, like, every year, but there's a ton of free agents next year, a ton of of available, usable free agents, and the cap is going to go down. So when you draft A.J. Dillon, that isn't necessarily your next running back. It's more so to talk down the price on Aaron Jones. So he will either get paid to go somewhere, you just hope to all get out, it's a solid spot. Right. Or he gets paid to stay as a Packer. And if if you knew that Aaron Jones was going to be the lead running back for the Green Bay Packers for the next three years, he would not be that low. He could totally be that high. I just think your window to buy is closing. I think once he starts showing out – now, I stand corrected. Mm -hmm. I did not have him as my RB5 in Dynasty. I think I had him as 10 which to me is reasonable. Like I said, you have these rookies, but if you're trying to compete and kind of get, you know, a taste of both sides, taste of both holes, why not have him right there at RB10 and Dynasty? I'm just thinking about it now. I got an offer for Aaron Jones tonight, like right before I got on the pod. 
It was uh, he wanted JT. It was JT um, and Shark for Aaron Jones, Lockett, and a first. Um, I'd, I'd smash that personally. I would take that. If you have JT and Shark, there's no way in hell I'd take that. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it yet. Okay. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do a deal like this, I'm gonna get it more on my side. I'm giving up JT. Yeah, I mean, JT and Shark is too much. But the the point is, if he had that contract, like Zeke has that contract, Christian got that contract, Mixon got that contract, right. Cook and Kamara will, it he would in- fly up boards. He would exactly. So now's the time. I don't think he, like I said, his floor to me is RB fourteen. Sure. But his ceiling to me, I mean, come on. It's hard one or two. I mean, he's up there. It's RB two. Yeah, RB two, like we saw last year. And guys, we we just, ladies and gentlemen, employing the importance of buying windows for these players is super important in dynasty, and that's why we play twelve months out of a twelve month year. It's a you have to pay attention. They're just like stocks; they're going to rise and fall in value, and we need to pay attention to that. So, as the ranking that Matty Daddy has him. And like we said, the window is closing because the cap is going to lower due to a COVID year. That's a guaranteed. And the running back market is so thin where, you know, we still have guys out there like Devonta Freeman who are jobless and, and that will be the case. And players are scared to, to teams are scared to have to deal with the running back market. So uh, we love that evaluation from Matty Daddy on Aaron Jones as his dynasty rank, uh, running back 10. Um, Perky, close us out. Your dynasty value, your dynasty guy for our Dirty Talk segment is Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, the fifth-year breakout master and wizard himself. Uh, You have him ranked right around wide receiver 18 for dynasty. Talk dirty to me on Devontae Parker. for, For redrafting, I'm too low. But he's probably right there in Dynasty, too. So, Devontae Parker. He's an interesting fella. He was picked 14th overall out of Louisville. I currently live in the city of Louisville, and it's not pronounced Louisville. It's Louisville, and I know it's Louisville. wrong. But that's what we do. We also drink bourbon, and we call horses like – so when you're drinking bourbon and screaming at ponies all day, you say Louisville. I mean, shit gets real, right? <laughs> I've, been drinking ju- I've been drinking too many jewels, but Parker, he's 6'3", Kentucky Derby season, dude. It's Derby season. I know. Derby's tomorrow. Guys, wish me luck. Wish God. me luck. So he's six. I, I work at Churchill now. So he's 6'3", 209. Uh, he's 27 years old. He just got his second contract. I love, I guess you want to say 25. But it's really 26 to 28-year-olds in that second contract. Okay? They're in their prime. They got paid. The team is committed. They gave him four years, $40 million. That's 10 a year. That's Amari Cooper money. Okay, you got 21 guaranteed. They got an out after 2022. So they can only get on in the last year of his contract. So you get three years of production. All right, they're not even going to save that much if you don't get the fourth year. But you get two years, and then he's going to argue for a contract. So that third year is, I guess, when you'd sell. Right, because it's dynasty. He plays for a losing team that went five and eleven. They lost by 188 points. That's almost 12 a game. They're just losing all the time. They also won five games, so they're just losing all the time. Uh, the real concern there is that he plays against the Patriots, but as you can see, that defense is fading at the very least. They're just holding on to a shot at being a dynasty. And the Bills, who have got one guy, you know, they got a lockdown and white out there as their cornerback, but. You can be creative 
you can get people away from the lockdown corners. And with Preston, who was Sean's uh, redraft guy this year, he's six five, hold you know, commanding some sort of attention. They can't just double them all day. All right, Tua, if he takes over for Larry Fitz, I'm sorry, Larry Fitz. For Fitz, Fitz Magic, Tua's a gunslinger, man. He likes to throw deep, He likes to, and he knows what he's doing. He hits the right spot. He can see the guy, he throws him open. He is as elite as they come out of college. You're worried about the hit. But it, it, you're not drafting Tua. You're drafting Parker. So if the hip doesn't hold up, you got Fitz. That's not going to hurt him. It's about the same as last year, if not better. And if the hip does hold up, you got an elite passer trying to do Dan Marino things. All right, I think two will start late because I think they're going to want to see they're going to have a high draft pick, which they'll probably spend on running back, but they might focus on the O line a little bit more, the defense, probably the defense because it's Flores. So I think two will starts late so they can see what they got. And uh, they didn't really invest in the running game. They went and got Jordan Howard. He's an outstanding running back. He's way undervalued, real NFL and fantasy. And they signed Glass uh, Breda, who I also like a lot as a person and a running back. But they didn't invest. So there's no guaranteed touches. All right. Now, Flores likes to hammer the rock so we can set up the play action. He play actions on third and long. He play actions on second and short. He just play actions all the time. So it's not as though Howard isn't going to get a lot of work, but he's going to be serviceable enough to move the chains, put them in positive game script, as far as the drive-to-drive scenario, which opens up things in the passing game. And Miami blows. They're going to lose. They're going to lose a lot of games. It's going to be a long year. There's going to have to be shining moments. And the only weapons out there are Parker, Gesicki at tight end that they want to move out to slot for whatever reason, and Preston Williams weighing at 6'5", returning punts, and coming off an ACL tear. I don't think this is Preston's year, though it totally could be. And in redraft where he's going, it's criminal. Okay, but I think it's Parker's year again. I don't see him falling out of the top 12. I do not see it. And the value is unreal, and he's going like wide receiver. Let's see. Pick 72, wide receiver 34. He's going wide after 34. 34 right Crazy. now. He's going Crazy. after Hollywood Brown and Rager. Okay? And Hollywood Brown is a child. Rager is hurt. And you got a guy that was just top 11 coming into a similar, if not better, situation, and they're going above him. And he's just ahead of Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, T.Y. Hilton. He is the clear pick here. He's clearly the pick. And if he's your flex, maybe you start three wide receivers, so he's your third wide receiver, and you're plugging in a one at pick 74. I don't care if you reach at pick 75. You're talking fifth, late fifth, sixth round. You're getting a right. wide receiver one. Parker, it's it's wrong what you're doing. I know it's a fifth-year breakout, but look what Thielen did. And, Sean, you've told me more than once, those late breakouts, they have to earn it and know where they came from and know where they're going. They bloom late and they stay. Okay, they do not fade. So I am Devontae Parker all the way. And in reference to Devontae Parker and uh, through Dynasty Nerds uh, rankings just for Dynasty – uh, he's ranked 35th overall wide receiver uh, with guys Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, and as you mentioned, Adam Thielen ahead of him. Uh, so, you know, that value, especially on a dynasty team, when if you're fighting for a championship and, and you're making that push, Devontae Parker could be a guy that you can go out and get and have the upside of playing him at a flex but receiving wide receiver one 
why finishes. So Devonte Parker, uh, now in my mind, uh, I'm looking through my leagues as we speak and just seeing what I can kind of dish out for Devonte Parker. Uh, you're if you're doing a startup, if you're doing a startup, put him in your queue. And if you're in a league, he's probably at a discount. I had a tough time with this. I think you just said Thielen is above him, and Thielen should be. Yes. But he's, 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 he's older. He's three years older, but he's, he's got this contract. I thought about picking him in redraft and dynasty because he's a great value. Uh, but if you're currently in a league, you can get him as a superstar uh, at a discount along with Cup, though he's a little more expensive. And Eckler, for whatever reason, holds very little value in a ton of leagues. And Parker's right there on the list. He's right there. He's 27. He's got a contract. He's in his prime, and he is not expensive enough. And that hey, 27 is super important for wide receivers. Go ahead, Matty. Hey, genius. Berkey, I got a quick, cool little stat from last year. Week 17 against Stephen Gilmore, defensive Ooh, player of the, the year. That's the best stat. Do it. Do it, Eight Matt. passes, 137 yards. Yeah, and against New the England best is corner. fighting for a first-round bye, and they got – Booted in the first round, if you remember. This game was on the line. Preston is and not no, there. They got one option. Bill Belichick exactly. is scheming to take him out. What's he do? He gets dirty in the sheets, baby. He's dirty in the sheets. Dirty, dirty in the sheets. Bad. Talking dirty good. to me. Devontae uh, 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 uh. your dynasty pick that? from Berkey yeah. Berkelicious, DJ Berkey Berk. Um, Thanks Guys, for that help, man. I needed the assist. That was good. Felt good. It felt right. It was a that, that was a, a a climax right there. Just yeah. busting down, busting up Gilmore, dude. That says it all yeah. to me. In yeah. a crucial yeah. game. In a pivotal in, game. In the game where they got nothing to play for and the other team's got everything to play for. He came and brought it. I, I don't want all a cigarette, these players. man. I, oh. want, I want a cigar. I'm going to go smoke it like Joe Burrow. I'm going to smoke it wrong because my knees are weak because I just want a title. That's oh. the accumulation. That's the accumulation of experience and absolute talent. Devontae Parker has the mixture of them both. Go by him you in me. your dynasty leagues. Guys, uh, everyone, thank you to our listeners, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Fantasy Affairs Football Podcast. Check out our website for all of our articles, our rankings. They're changing daily. Articles coming daily. Uh, a lot of guys really, really hard at work who are just doing this because this is what we're going to do anyway. Putting it on paper. Uh, again, that is ffaffair.com. Uh, it's been amazing. As always, cheers to all of my co-hosts. I'm your host, Brian Manganer. You can find me at Twitter at BrianGMFFAffair. Uh, Maddie, go ahead, hit him with your Twitter. That's uh, at MaddieDaddy26. Get it while it's hot. Also, don't forget about our Fantasy Affair Twitter. It's up in, in the process right now. Should be up here in the next day or two. Um, we'll be able to sync that in there with you. But thank you for everybody who works hard and busts their ass. And thank you to the fans. We love you. Excellent. Maddie, thank you again. Um, you know, Madman, go ahead and close us out. What is your Twitter? Told you I'm not giving out my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to seek the Madman. But Madman, Mad thank Man, you so much. Madman seeks you. You don't seek the Madman. I live in the shadows. He lives on this don't call me, I'm going to call you relationship status. <laughs> I'm over there.
And next thing you know, Berkey's got Austin Eckler and King Dutton. Uh-huh. Hey, dude, stop it. <laughs> uh, I was feeling real good. And then Berkey, you just had to do that, man. Berkey, right, man, close, close this up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can find Twitter. me at uh, Eric Burkholder 6 on Twitter. Uh, you can find all this on the website. That's www.fantasyaffair.com. You want to look into that. You'll find all our Twitter pages, all our articles, all of our standings. You don't have to write it all down. Some of us are pen and paper guys. I know I am, but go look up the website. It's worth a, it's worth a look. It's worth your time. Johnny Slopes, thanks for your time. Britt Sanders, all those articles. You're killing it, guys. Keep it up. Absolutely. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we can't thank you enough for coming in and joining us here at the Fantasy Affair Football Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Please enjoy. We'll see you next time. Peace out. See you, boys. Later, Gator. Yeah. Cheers.